Go now to DryerBuzz.com and follow at DryerBuzz on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. It's all about the buzz. And, of course, how we start our day. Hey, guys, y'all on to at DryerBuzz. And uh, are you done yet? Are you are you finished? Or are you ready to, like, start something new or get started or figure out what the heck is going on around us? Today is burn day. Burn day number two. Okay. You know, we have three. I subscribed, giving myself three burn days. And let me tell y'all, this life, it's a roller coaster. And man, I tell you, I need another, I need another day. I'm tired. Oh, well, I'm so tired. But I had to go ahead and get up because I need to head into the city. Uh, I am, have, have a radio interview just, uh, shortly from now. Well, not shortly, hopefully not shortly. Uh, as I look at the calendar, I realize I got, I got a couple hours, (laughs) but being burn day, that means that I'm probably going to burn through those couple of hours. And then I'm going to be like, wait, where'd the morning go? Where'd the morning go? Um, trying to get started here. I was sitting and of course, as always trying to think, not even thinking, just listening, because there's so much conversation going on in my head, as we're probably like you, like there's so much conversation going on, so much processing going on. And sometimes I just sit and listen, like, whoa, I'm dealing with all this and, and try to figure out like, okay, what am I, what's supposed, what's supposed to be the conversation of the day? What's supposed to be the narrative that, that buzzword that's getting thrown around a lot uh, had a, had a late night blogging per se, uh, meaning, you know, just kind of watching what was going on a day late, 24 hours, you know, there's something about three days later. And most of you have heard me say that a time or two or a dozen or more, um, because I like to wait three days on stuff. I, I know there are things that where people, you know, emotionally, immediately emotionally respond to things. But then, you know, I like to kind of wait and watch and see what happens and then figure out what it really is. And that usually happens like three days later. That whole 72 hours is a process, right? 72 hours. That's that's why they try to get stuff solved in like 48 hours for those of you that watch that and how critical 24 hours is and how critical it is and how immediately you see stuff. And my goal for you listening to me is that you'll learn or I'll help you uh, become more aware of, you know, because you won't learn till you start saying, oh, I can, I can use some new behaviors in this. And that is how not to um, jump to conclusions or make assumptions uh, immediately. How, just how not to deal with, how not to um, react immediately. I love, I love actions. I mean, and I know some things we have to because we live in, we just live in that kind of world. Human nature is what it is. And there are those that are walking around just poking us and poking, 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 trying to get us to, to act, uh, act out, okay? But then that person who can calmly assess the situation and process it and literally, for, for me, it was, it was a task for me to give myself to wait three days. I literally try to wait because you know me, I, that's how I subscribe to things. It's like, I know you hear that three, the three, six, nine, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> it just, I love it. I love it. And I, and I don't know if I, three days even played into that. I just know from watching the behaviors of 
how people respond immediately to things and what something is three days later. I mean, that's not something I didn't just pull that out of thin air. I'm like, I, I watched things over a period of time, my lifetime. And I'm like, you know what? It always seems like three days later, things are different. Three days later, like uh, mainly I brought it from a perspective of media and news, having immersed myself in that for the past lifetime, <laughs> okay, is that I know that things that are, how things are said and described and portrayed and the perceptions given and the narrative and all of that in the instant, that three days later, it's usually something entirely different, except they don't come back three days later and say, hey, listen, we were wrong. You know, people usually don't come back and do that. And I know I don't because I'm a Scorpio. I'm a five and all these other things that I certain that I certainly subscribe to. But I, I like to wait three days so I don't have to come back because that's an error. And I don't like to make errors. And I haven't written down anything for our word cloud. I'm just processing, trying to figure out because I watch the dog get stirring around because he's like, okay, wait, it's podcast time. Hey, out. So I am trying to wait three days on some things because, you know, especially, and I'm going to tell you what makes me even apply a three-day theory. I'm going to write that down so I can maybe talk about it in the word cloud in the book. I'm going to write down three-day theory. That's not going to be my topic of the day. I hope we move on to something else, but I'm just going to, I'm trying to let you know that that is usually what's applied to a lot of the ways I look at things. Like right now, I had to endure, um, a change yesterday that instantly I'm uncomfortable with. And I'm uncomfortable with because in order to make that decision, I opened myself up. I opened the matter up for discussion. Now, I just gave y'all a whole full-on podcast on how to say something is not up for discussion. (laughs) And unfortunately, I allowed this matter to be up for discussion because I wanted to get some reviews. I wanted to check the reviews. You know, I had to make some decisions. I'm like, you know what? Let me see what the experience of the general populace has been. Now, mind you, I'm not, I'm not necessarily the general populace. I like being unbothered. And apparently I, I opened myself up to the portion of the general populace that like to be bothered by everything. And so I came into this kind of with a jaded perception of it and not necessarily with the lens that I look at things. So I've got to wait three days, even though I felt like sometimes you have to respond. I need to, sometimes you have to respond immediately. Like I needed to put it out there so that I, and I put it out there in a manner of privacy kind of thing. I'm like, I need to jot this. I got to say this out loud. I have to be careful how I say stuff out loud because I have a certain nature of influence, right? But I needed to say it somewhere, not necessarily to, well, two, two parties involved, but I need, this is how I am feeling immediately. And no one should feel like this upon having made this decision immediately. I had to reconcile, not, and I even sat with it in process, so it wasn't all that immediate, but I need to say this is because you, they asked us, like, give us some feedback. Okay, well, immediately I feel this way and I don't think I should feel this way, you know, but I'm still that person. Um, I, I'm, I know that I'm going to look at this because I, I got to make it make sense in my head. I know that I'm going to look at it differently in three days. But in the interest that you asked what my immediate feedback and if something could be done about how this thing starts off, this relationship that we've established and how it starts off, we could do something a little bit 
better about that, either making sure that I had a, have a, that the person entering into it, okay, the person entering into it doesn't necessarily have to go to the general populace to find out about it. Maybe if you made that experience a little bit better, then you you would people wouldn't feel like I feel right now. And I hope everybody doesn't feel like I feel right now because that's not that's not very comfortable. And I hope that's not a mosquito I see. I'm I'm sorry, y'all panic when I see mosquitoes. I'm like, wait, okay, it's like, oh uh, yeah, we don't want that. So I am trying to wait three days because I know perhaps where I am in the nine day world that I live in. It could have, you know, not been the best of days. I could not have had the best of clarity. And because I mulled over the decision for a while, and I thought I had processed, but I, again, I know that I took on some of the emotions or feelings of the general populace in making this decision. So now I got to like get all that out of my head so that I can look at this, how I process it. And one of my mentors always said, you know, as long as you come out of it and the and the thoughts are yours and originally yours, you know, it's okay to go and get the information. And if the information has to sway you, make sure it's for the right reason. So I'm trying, I'm trying to process some things. All right. And so that's the three day theory. I could really like end this broadcast right now because I have, I, I feel better. I feel better because I needed to say it out loud. I needed to say it out loud because I was asked for the feedback and I'm like, this is the feedback that I need to give on this. This is the feedback that I need to give. And it should, it should feel, it should feel a sense of, person should feel a sense of relief. Okay. So let me just check and make sure this thing is landed. You know, we get into this podcast and I'm probably going to talk about a couple of things that I want to make you aware of more so than how to get out of bed. And I think awareness is always, should always be, um, one of the reasons we want to get out of bed. Cause we want that. We want this day to go and learn something new, to be something, and not necessarily be something different, but just even if it's to remain, okay, we did land there. Even if it's just to remain where we are, as long as we remain remain comfortable. It's about being, let me tell you, too many people out here telling us we shouldn't be comfortable. We don't deserve to be comfortable. We've talked about this each and every day. Too many people have too much say. I'm going to open up here, guys. Let me make sure I Turn that down so we don't get that feedback. I'm jumping on in, checking out you guys over here on Periscope. So thanks so much for hanging out. And if you are on a platform, you have issues, uh, particularly listening on that platform. We have some alternative platforms out there. And I know that I haven't been as engaging in our two-way conversation uh, in the last couple of days, but it's just that busy of a week where I need to jump on here and get this conversation done uh, because I'm adding on so much. Like I said, today I need to head into the city, so I, I need to get not rush this, but do this and then get ready because I got to go talk about Trump today, y'all. I got to go talk about politics. I literally have been invited to sit down with the absolute political scholar um, and professor Okay, a professor today, absolute political scholar, and on uh, uh, the local take, which will actually take today and air this weekend. So we'll do a listening a listening party this weekend as y'all hear me uh, try to try to uh, talk with the scholar about what's going on in our politics. And I will be I will be representing the the perspective of the voter trying to figure out what what all is going on. They will be coming from a historical perspective. 
of how our judicial system, how our political system, electoral system works. I will be talking about, I will be coming from the perspective of, wait, I got to vote for these people again? Like, are we out forever and always voting? Yes, we are. It is always political season. There is always an election around the corner. In fact, just last week we had to go to the poll, just in my little square mileage, okay, because there was a replacement um, thing going on. There's, uh, listen, okay, always and forever. I wanted to talk about three-day theory. Now, here's what I'm writing down. Here's always and forever. Let's write that down. Always and forever, each moment with you. I can't sing, but it's just like a dream come true. Okay, find the lyrics, y'all. Find the lyrics. Is that Switch? Is that the, the Barge? Or, who is Always and Forever? I just saw that, the Barge movie. When does the, the Barge movie come on? We, remember we went out and covered that red carpet? Let's not miss that, because I know they are hoping that that viewership will go as viral as the last couple of things. And uh, television right now is in a resurgence. Uh, and actually not network TV, but television, well, TV as we used to know it, and TV as we now know it, is in a resurgence because um, now it's moved from platform to platform where uh, I think Facebook right now is saving television. Twitter did it. Now Facebook is doing it years later where it's you are really watching like somebody said i just watch this and then millions of people go and watch it and then we talk about it and those kinds of things so always and forever what what was i getting ready to talk about with always and forever i forgot <laughs> hey disney chick i forgot what was i getting ready to say always and i got distracted by that movie always and forever oh i was talking about election always and forever there are certain things in our lives that are always and forever um, if it is not July, then you need to check and see if you get to need to vote in July. It is, if it is not November, then you need to check and see if there's an election coming up in November. Cause uh, I don't know why all the, well, we know why elections have been moved around. So it's so that you will get, uh, confused and discouraged about voting for some of these deranged people. Now, let me say this. Okay. Let me say this for all to understand. I don't like politicians. I like the political process. I love to encourage those who to get into the process. I love to see my people, and, and I know a lot of people personally on the ballot because I'm that kind of person. I'm a blogger be, simply because I like to get to know situations and people personally. I love personal experience, and therefore, I end up with a personal story, and I'm, a, I'm not an introvert, so I love sharing outwardly these personal stories and that's how and then came along this thing like oh wait you can leverage the internet in the same form as a full-on billion dollar newspaper oh well let me do that because i love disrupting stuff right and to make us more productive so therefore it's the thing that happens is when that person comes from our grassroots out of our community, gets on the ballot, wins the election, goes, swears in that they no longer, we no longer like them because they find out there's something that goes on on the other side of this thing. Well, guess what? They can't be as beholden to us as constituents as they thought they, as they promised they would, put it that way. So I really don't like politicians. 
once they get on that side. That whole we thing goes away and it becomes us against them. And I think they should all be fired. That's just the way it is. But I still love the process. I still love being involved in the process. And I, and I still love knowing the people. Just don't ask me. I don't care how, how much I know you. I don't care how much I support your thing, your election. Please don't ask me to testify. One thing I will not do is I, I'm just, I just will not show up. But I don't want to be that person on the news saying, because, you know, you get... In this day and age, with social media, you get those calls or those inboxes. How well do you know so-and-so? Not at all. Not at all. Only on so. Thank God Facebook has this, ta- this tab that says, See Friendship. Because let me tell you, you will need that tab based on where society is going. You will need that tab to say, you do not have any posts in common, okay? I'm just saying. I don't know how it works on Twitter. They can just use the advanced search on Twitter. I don't know what going on, what y'all doing over there on Snapchat. I'm like, I ain't even really snapping over there like that. I'm just saying. All the inbox inboxes y'all be doing, I be like, decline, hide, delete, unfollow, uh, delete conversation. I'm like, let me up out of here. And, and more and more, it's getting difficult to do those things because there's a whole lot of tracking going on and they just really won't let us um, disassociate. If you, if you watch, are y'all figuring that out? That social media is making it more and more difficult for us to disassociate from people. You get, they out there recommending you as somebody's friend, knowing you don't know them, but because you know somebody that walked past them, oh, y'all were walking down the same street, y'all might know each other. No, no, uh, because they could have been walking from a bank robbery, and I could have been just walking at lunch, and, and you caught our facial recognition of somebody standing over there live streaming, and it, they live stream done jumped up saying, do you want to tag? Now they done tagged you because they don't know how to operate that social media. I'm like, look, uh-uh. Uh-uh. Somebody tagged me and something told me we worked together. I ain't had a job and God knows when. I'm like, uh-uh. No. And I could, and literally would not let me. I still have, I still have not figured out how to delete it. I don't know this person. I don't work with them. Okay? But you done associated me. Because let me tell y'all, I'm, didn't I just tell y'all I have a whole lot of uh, personal experience with stuff, right? I'm telling you, I do. I do. Good morning, 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 morning. I'm telling you, I do. I remember. And I don't even want to. I'm, the names, the names, the names, faces have changed. There was one time I had. I used to work contract when I was raising my kids. Right. I've always had flexibility. Can you pull that, please? I used to always have flexibility. Always, right. So one time I had this contract. Right. One time I had this contract. At, with this popular soda company. And lo and behold, and I was like, man, this lady, I, I had to share this space with this lady. And I'm like, she kind of weird. Like, you know, pe- of course, people in, anytime I have to share space, like the dog is looking like, wait, she just closed the door. I got to share this space with her right now. You, you can tell the, the air, airiness just changing here. So anyway, so I'm like, this lady is kind of weird. I don't know that I want to share this space. And then, so they came to me trying to make me an offer. Like, hey, listen, you know, you think you might want to stay on? And I was like, no, thank you. They were like, and they were like shocked. Like, no, no. I said, it's actually quite, you know what I mean? I thought, I thought they were asking for my opinion. So it came out like, it's kind of, it's, 
interesting the design in here, the things that one has to go through mentally in entering the building and, and being in the space. Um, there's some things that just don't seem like it could be mentally healthy. There, It seems to create some things, in my view, that might create some unstableness. So I'm going to pass. Now, I don't know why they didn't view that as full-on warning that something <laughs> might not be as copacetic up in here, right? Because, you know, it takes an honest person like myself who can't hold water. You know, like, I'm like, yeah, y'all might want to, like, check this out and look into this a little bit. And they were like, no, it might just be you. You, you, you know, you might not be the... um you might not be designed for this. I was like, I'm telling you I'm not designed for this. Why are you going to turn around and make it all about me? Because I'm going to leave up out of here and be all healthy, right? And by that, I'm like, okay, well, maybe it's just time for me to go. Because, yeah, y'all are. Lo and behold, sitting home, watching the news. There she was. There she was on the news. Done turned the entire soda company upside down. I'm just saying. Hey there, Mary. There she was on the news, turned the whole entire soda company, soda world, soda world. She turned the soda world upside down. I'm like, I kept telling them, I was like, something ain't, something just ain't, yeah, yeah. Because you know what, y'all, the lady wore shoes three sizes too small. I know, you probably like, wait, what? That doesn't mean anything. It means a whole hell of a lot. I don't know about y'all. She wore shoes Three sizes too small. And I'm like, that don't look right. <laughs> I feel you. I got to know, folks, can't just be sharing space. You cannot. And 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 people were like, you know, and, and this was supposed to be the most amazing opportunity. You know, it was like in a, in a department that was supposed to be healthy. And like, look, y'all can put whatever kind of narrative you want on this. This It ain't healthy up in this space. It ain't healthy walking up and through this building. All you have to do is go from one side to the other and, and just get. I'm like, y'all don't understand. I'm that person. I need to feel good just pulling into the parking lot, y'all. I've got to, I've got to be in healthy environments always and forever. Let's go back to our tag cloud, okay? Always. And then you're like, how you love to get, how did dryer buds get? Yes, I was even, I was dryer buzz at that time too, y'all. I'm like, because <laughs> I was always dryer buzz. Always and forever, always and forever, healthy, always and forever, involved. Okay, wait a minute. What other words do we say? Involved. Uh, I, I always and forever. Uh, we talking about always and forever today, y'all. Uh, shoes done warned you. It warned me because it was, she was in pain and trying to fight through it. And I'm like, why? Why? I mean, that's that's a te- that's an injury. Her shoe one day, y'all. Uh, I, I can't go. Can't, the names have been changed. The behaviors have not. And I'm just saying, it. She was inflicting pain on herself. Okay, I'm just saying she was inflicting pain, and that to me wasn't normal. And there were other things that weren't. Not, weren't not weren't necessarily normal, you know. But then I I go all environments that I go into, I spot these behaviors, and I like must we should we do something about that over there, you know? And and it's so funny because you know how I love I love watching people 
not try not to react to situations. I y'all that that's my I love it. Right. I'm like, wow, they're not going to say anything. How do you because I don't understand suppression. I don't understand. Write that down. Suppre- I don't understand suppressing it. Right. I've never lived in a world. I've never lived in a life that I had to suppress anything. That's why I, that's why I'm on this podcast right now. I can't suppress nothing. And I there are people and some everybody everybody that knows me just say, Yes, you're right, she can't. That's why that's why I can't be around everybody. That's I'm telling you, that's why I don't get invited. What the oh let me see. Oh my god, we are twins. I am feeling the oh, such one. Um Harry Belafonte has a there's a little piece of video out there that I I was watching a documentary that um who did it? One of the networks, I don't know if it was Netflix. It had to be Netflix. Um, it had, no, it wasn't even, I don't know if it was Netflix. I think it was another network. It was like around the time when on demand and all that stuff came to be. And there was this, um, these, these interviews where these iconic people were interviewed by the people that just staunchly admired them. And it, I can't remember where it originally aired. I might've watched it on Netflix back in the day. And, And at that time I would see something I would capture a clip of it and I really do think it was Netflix um because back then Netflix would have things that aired originally on other programs instead of all the original content that they have today and so in this interview was Harry Belafonte and he was interviewed by oh child named by the slip drumline guy oh damn name just fell off my tongue the mass singer host what's his name put it in there come on y'all the boy's face guy. I know he's like, girl, don't describe me no more. Ooh, ooh. Uh, uh, Cannon, Cannon. Wait, hold on. Um, it's coming. Nick Cannon. Okay, there you go. Nick Cannon. Harry Belafonte was interviewed by Nick Cannon. Nick Cannon, you, you got to understand. You got to instantly, tell me you instantly see the connection there, right? Nick Cannon trying to become or following in the footsteps of Harry Belafonte, mastering media and using it to, to leverage uh, truth and conversation, right? So in the, there was a clip of Harry Belafonte. Nick Cannon asked him about, and I wish you could just see Nick Cannon's face when he is, uh, when he is listening to Harry Belafonte in this. And there were several, several at the time. Uh, but Harry Belafonte gives this uh, declaration about, I think Nick asked him about hanging with people and why we don't see him with such and such and so forth and so on. Because Harry Belafonte, I mean, he's he goes he goes it alone. He goes it alone. And mind you, you know, um, he was um, quote unquote one of the true backers of those who were who were in the midst, immersed in the civil rights movement. You know, one of those celebrities that put their money behind this thing. There were there were a number of them. Dick Gregory. Um, um, Ozzy and um, Ruby, Ruby D, you know, those are the ones, those are the celebrities that were quote unquote blacklisted because they financed the civil rights movement per se. Um, and so Harry Belafonte was explaining to Nick Cannon is one of the reasons he don't see him, you know, with certain people. He's like, when I go to Hollywood, he, I, y'all got this stuff committed to memory because it freed me. You should look for some freedom, freedom. What's that? How's that song go? Y'all freedom. It freed me because you feel like you're supposed to be one thing and you're not like, wait, this is not me. I'm not this. So Harry Belafonte, and here comes the train, 
at what? Let me see what time that train comes. That's 10 o'clock train. Okay. Live in Pettigrew Junction. Anyway, here comes the train. All right. So Harry Belafonte says, when I go to Hollywood, I don't hang. My peers don't invite me to dinner. I don't know how to sing the jingles of the day. Dang, I do remember that. And I mean, that's what he said. He says, he says, when I go to Hollywood, which means I'm like, well, where he hanging out on the real if he ain't in Hollywood? When I go to Hollywood, I don't hang. My friend, my peers, he didn't say friends. He said, my peers don't invite me. He says, because I don't know how to sing the jingles of the day. Meaning that when they hang out, they talk about the trending topics and things that are fun and things they can laugh about. They, they're all about escapism. He was saying to Nick Cannon, I'm not about escapism. I'm not about just being unbothered. Even though, see, when you get to being unbothered, that's a choice. You can choose to be unbothered. I'm trying to get into a spectrum. I'm trying to get on the unbothered spectrum where it's a choice that I can see things or I can not pay them any attention, right? I can I can use my platform for them or I can just keep it moving, right? That kind of thing. Like that's I'm going into the kitchen. I thought I was gonna be able to go into the kitchen and just be unbothered. And they were like, wait, dry buzz, let me here's what's going on with women in the kitchen. Here's what's going on, particularly with black women in the kitchen. I'm like, everywhere I go, I got to be warned. You got to warn a sister everywhere. It's like, you mean that kind of harm is coming to women in the kitchen? I know we got a president. I know it happens in the White House and and the Oval Office and every other sector. But in the kitchen, where there are more weapons than there are knives in the kitchen. How? (laughs) You know, why are we not sitting? No, I'm just saying I want to excite it. Violence and things like that. I'm just saying. I'm like, I'm trying. I'm going. First of all, this is my kitchen, right? So you now you're trying to tell me, literally, y'all. I'm gonna tell y'all and remind me to go back to Nick Cannon and Harry Belafonte. The very minute I try, I began to leverage the kitchen and get the opportunities. I can't tell or, or consider the opportunity. The opportunities came flooding in y'all I'm telling you is the minute I went into the kitchen it's like oh I'm gonna change up I'm gonna go in and cook right and I'm thinking well dang let me tell y'all I can't tell you how the warnings came flooding in flooding in I see you doing this and I see you doing that and you're gonna get you're going to be asked to do this. You're going to ask to do that. And this opportunity is going to come. Well, let me tell you what happens to women. Let me tell you what happens to black women. And I'm like, you can't go down this. You can't. I, and one of the reasons I was so fascinated about going into the kitchen is because you can't go out there and find product, kitchen product of all things, simply because of the stereotypical, stereotypical history about black women in the kitchen. But let me tell you, let me tell you. Okay. We, I got to go take that back. It's like, I, 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 y'all, I'm telling you, it was exhausting. It became so exhausting. Um, of, of, I mean, literally, because first thing I did, and y'all know, as I tell y'all, I was, let me seek an association. Let me find an association so I can be privy to the information, right? Because that's the only way you're going to get it without having to do a lot of work. And trying to find it just for yourself because it's out there. And it, all of it came with a warning label. All of it came with a warning label. And, well, you know, when you get around the men, I'm like, I, I already had to deal with that as a photographer. You know, when you're standing on that photog line with the, with the fellas, you know, because men are in full on.
All right, sorry about that. I didn't even realize this is part two, and I hate that I had to do that because I cannot even stop it, get it off the screen, and I didn't realize I had one. I did realize I had one, and man, that was a that was a short one. So, sorry about that, guys. And I was hoping that each of the platforms would restart back. They didn't. Oh my God, I can't. I don't even know where to restart. I hate that. I hate when that happens. I hate when that happens. We got cut off because I had an alarm set for ten. And I touched it and it ended the broadcast because of the platform I had to broadcast on. Uh, so hopefully the story was, I stopped at a point where made everybody want to go, wait, let's go back. Let's get that. All right. So we were talking, oh my God, I don't even, I hate having to restart. I hate having to restart. Uh, I'm trying to think, should I, what should I do? What should I do? I got to pick up where we left off because I was full on in the middle of a story when that alarm came up. Um, but go back and catch the end of it. Let me just kind of do a recap. Let me kind of do a recap. This happens y'all because I am recording this podcast in a live environment. If you're catching it, um, you always know to go to dryer buzz. And if you're listening on a platform, you had a problem, go to another one. Okay. Da, da, da. So we were talking about, uh, um, for our info, for our word cloud of the day, we call these word clouds. I came on talking about the three, three day theory, meaning that I try to, when I, when I'm doing something new and different or making decisions, I try to take it through a three day process. So I'm now heading into the second day of having it to make a decision. And immediately I didn't feel, I didn't feel real comfortable with it because I had to go to, as I have told you guys not to, I had to go to the general populace because there was really not enough information. And so now I find myself processing it like the general populace. But then we were talking about, we, we were talking about things being always and forever. When, when we feel like something is always and forever, because there's so much in our world that is always and forever. And I said, one of the things I'm trying to do is get to the healthy side of this thing where I can feel okay with it. Because if I, I the way I feel instantly, I know I'm not going to feel that same way in three days. Cause by three days I would have made it make sense. Um, I got on here involved and I got suppression. I've got freedom. So you can see where we were going. We were going deep because we were talking about too many times. There are too many people around us that are rather than dealing with the stuff and fixing the stuff, suppression. So I was talking about when we talk about suppression and we talk about freedom, I was given a, a reference to um, a documentary that was out where all these iconic people were interviewed long, long time ago, were interviewed by people who admired them in the new day. Right. And I was particularly talking about an interview with Harry Belafonte. If you don't know who that is, go look it up. In fact, go over and find this little snippet that I pulled from, that I posted to YouTube that I pulled from the documentary where he was interviewed by Nick Cannon. And we're talking about a young Nick Cannon, uh, and if you look at where Nick Cannon is in his in his life and times right now, um, you will see where the wisdom and who his role modeling would come from. And so one of the things and, and it's interesting because now I can see the difference between T.I. and Nick Cannon. You know, Nick Cannon is is just got a little bit a little bit more depth. Then T.I., I've always watched T.I., well, one, I'm, I'm in Atlanta, so I've always seen T.I., and I always watch how T.I. processes things, and we know that, I don't know, he has a certain, re, there's a certain recall that he goes to, and there's a certain recall that 
a Nick Cannon goes to, which gives Nick Cannon a little bit more depth than a T.I. There's so much surface on the surface of T.I. anyway, Muti way. Let's go back to Nick Cannon. So Nick Cannon sat down and did this iconic interview with uh, um, uh, Harry Belafonte. And Harry Belafonte said, and I'm trying to get back to where I was in the story, and I hate that this happened, but... Um, Harry Belafonte, Nick Cannon asked Harry Belafonte, you know, about his current circle, like where, like why do, does it seem like, I think he asked him, like why does it seem like he's not hanging out with folk, you know, that we don't see them, like we look at people in the civil rights movement, like they're not, they're not all rolling together like they used to, you know, and they're, they're getting further and further apart. And, um, and so Harry Belafonte was explaining his circle and how small his circle was. And he said, and I quote it, uh, he said, when I go to Hollywood, I don't hang. My peers, notice he didn't say friends, my peers don't invite me to dinner and things like that. He said, because I don't sing the I don't sing the jingles of the day, meaning that he doesn't he can't sing the jingles. He can't just come on there and talk about you know, these quote unquote trending topics, you know, like, like everybody watched this week, everybody watched the BET awards and everybody's talking about only the things that got reaction. You know, nobody, I, I, I could never really understand that. It's like, did anybody have, a, who had a different, different, um, um, reaction who had a different outcome of watching the show? Yeah. I saw Method Man in the suit and I was like, Oh, I was at first I was like, why is it fitting his arm like that? Because I mean, you know, Taylor stuff, you know, it, you rock that, you know, I'm like, why is it fitting like that? Right. I saw it. I'm like, OK, cool. Method Man has always been kind of a cut above the fray, the hip hop fray. Right. You know, did he always have had a family and always have had doing a little something different, stayed in and out of this, that, and the other, you know, out of the end kind of stuff. You know, people saw, you know, the picture, um, him with, uh, with the radio personality, you know, and, uh, he showed up on the carpet, not within the hip hop thing, but he, he wore, you know, a tailored suit, tightly tailored suit. And then they got the chance to see him. So he, he had the essence of drip, drip and swag. And then he came on stage and did the whole hip hop thing. So, you know, that it people, what I watch, I watch people watching. I watch people watching and I'm processing how they were processing everything. So it's like, oh, everything that got certain reactions became the quote unquote jingles of the day. But then there were the other things that the other segment is talking about. See, that was the 60%. There's another conversation that 30% were talking about. And then there, there, the 10%. You know, we got to wait a couple of days to see how they process this because those are the ones that need to monetize it. Those are the ones that 10 percent. See, that's why you wait three days. Three days is, is the 60 percent. First of all, no, 10 percent. Put it out there. OK. And then they want to see what the 30 percent, what the 60 percent does with it and then what the 30 percent does with that. Okay. So people have said, and then, and then the 10% comes right back around and swoop up all the profits for what they put out there. Right. So it takes three, you got to watch this stuff in about three days. And so I can't remember where I was going on part, part one, cause we got interrupted. Um, and now I got to go put these two pieces back together and now I don't, my timing is all off and everything. Um, and I probably should just stop, but I'm looking at my information.
Now I got a phone call. Because <laughs> you know what I did not do is put my dog on D&D on. Hold on. Let me do that. Maybe hopefully I won't interrupt the broadcast again. All right. Lord Jesus. I'm telling you. I told you it's a burn day. I told you. Today is a absolute burn day. And I really wasn't planning on doing anything. But always and forever. Always and forever. Seek to be healthy. Seek to be healthy in your mind, your body, your spirit, your soul, and all those kinds of things. Um, involved. It's all about what you're involved in. Um, too many people around us are having to suppress. I will tell you on the first part of this, and I tell you what you can do. You can catch it, um, put back together in, in one whole piece as a podcast. Oh, I know I wanted to mention a couple of things yesterday. If you go, first of all, I hope that you have subscribed to our email list. Uh, please look on the timeline and you will see the link to subscribe to the email list and you can see um, kind of a summary of what we think were, are some things that we should have responded to in the day. Um, yesterday, I was checking out the podcast. There are a couple of really good podcasts that come out on Mondays, along with your daily How to Get Out of Bed. Uh, Jamel Hill, um, formerly of ESPN, has a podcast, I think it's called Unbothered or Bothered or something like that. And uh, she last, I guess last week, because I think yesterday a new one came out. But last week she had a podcast with Ava DuVernay. And I love when I learn something new. And we learned yesterday, Ava said that the connection to the uh, wrongful, I'm, I'm calling the wrongfully accused Central Park Five because we got wrongfully accused in every coordinate of this planet. Um, it started with a tweet. It started with a tweet. One of them particularly reached out to her, tweeted her after Selma. Now, you know she got a lot of tweets after Selma. You know she got a lot of facts. I took a selfie with her after Selma. Okay, she, she got an award here after doing Selma. Of course, Atlanta being home of the civil rights retirement. Um, she got, she was, got an award here prior to going on the larger spectrum of things, um, for this upcoming project called Selma. And, um, so I had a chance to meet and and plus was already following her, uh, as she was, you know, out there before becoming the Ava DuVernay. Um, but she said that she got a tweet from them, and, and it was interesting that nobody was already kind of working on their story. And remember, I told you I had already seen her. I was kind of following Corey Wise because Corey Wise had, upon being um, exonerated, worked with the Innocent Project. And so there was a documentary. He had already participated. He himself had already participated in other documentaries, and one of the gentlemen uh, let me let me say their names because I, I, I know that that we need to do better that hopefully I can jump on this platform and tell you I think it was Raymond wait a minute, let me just let me make sure I say it right I'm gonna pull up see if I can pull it up here if it platform participates or allows me to get to it on my Instagram sorry guys I gotta use an older platform there okay here we go uh who was it 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 Oh, my God. Raymond Santana. Raymond Santana tweeted the Selma director in April of 2015. I want you guys to put that in perspective. April 2015. So four years 
Uh, and she tells the story of how, you know, and working on the script and getting meeting them each individually, because I know that we saw the we saw the documentaries. We saw the we know the story. Those of us that lived through such a time uh, when this was happening everywhere. OK, that's why it's called Central Park, because it was happening all over every city, every state. Um, you know, America was full on well into the process of trying to reinstitute slavery, enslavement, not slavery. Stop saying slavery because, you know, there are people that allow us sit back and let us say slavery all day long and not take their part in this. But America forever and a day, always and forever. America is always and forever uh, on on task of reinstituting slavery while there are also those of us who challenge our own freedoms. We, it's, a, it's a two-way participatory situation that goes on on American soil and on the soil of other places as well, all over the planet, all over the planet. There are people trying to enslave you, and then there are things that you do to, to, to subject your freedom to it, right? So, at, um, so for four years, they've been working on this project, and she talked about how she got a chance to meet each of them individually and hear their story because they are five different perspective and if I said four earlier I think I did say four um and I, and I always say because they said they like to say it's four plus one because um Corey went down with with Yusuf right and can I can I ask this and, and is because of the documentary that this that Yusuf's story kind of stands out the way in the portrayal of how the case was handled and is there something about it? And I, I I'm trying, I'm processing and, and, and it's in a, this ain't a wait three days thing. There's something, there is something about, I guess because I've, I've, I don't know. There's something that gives me pause and y'all let me know if it's my own. I don't know what that is, what that emotion is when I see them or having, and I think it only came about after having watched the documentary. And I think it ties to Yusuf's mother. And I have to understand, I, I'm trying to understand as a parent, you know, and I understand it's like, listen, I know the the cases were divided up and all this kind of stuff, you know, but there is something, and you know what, and I'm going to tell you, I think it is because we need to look at this as while it is five, while it is some say four plus one and while, however, we have to look at it as though it is five individual experiences because they had to endure um, individual experiences. And there were those who did um, share some time together. I don't know. I, I I think I know some of us are still having difficulties watching every episode. I'm still trying this. Maybe if I go and watch that last, not the last, the first. I couldn't watch the first episode. I watched the fourth episode first, and then the third, and then piecemealed on the second one. And I'm like, wait a minute, because that was a lot. There were too many triggers for me because I lived through such a time, and so um and and I mean like. When, again, what I said on the last one, being in certain places, in certain spaces, um, I lived through such a time. So it was, it, was, it was hard because I know here in Atlanta, particularly in the two zip codes that I grew up in, 
this was a daily tragedy of people being wrongfully accused. There was enslavement in Atlanta designed for young men who grew up around me and women. Okay. Let me just say that. Um, so I, I grew up in a zip code where young people had to be protected in such a way uh, to fight this thing off. And so there was always cases of trying to help those that were wrongfully accused. It was, y'all, it was an exhausted. Listen, I'm telling you, be thankful for this day. Be thank, be so thankful, be ever thankful for this day. What I'm afraid of and what people are always afraid of is history repeating itself. Don't get too comfortable because there are those out there um, who don't want to be triggered so therefore they're suppressing and in and how they are processing these things. I talk about media apartheid all day. Y'all, y'all have no idea how many people will come to me and try to get me to suppress some things, suppress conversations, suppress things that I say out loud. There are so many people that I can't be in spaces with because, you know, if they were to be truthful about in the slightest, their lives would change. And a lot of people not up to their lives changing. Um, but it was a daily, it was a daily thing for my generation, for my generation. I mean, we lived our lives trying not to, trying not to, um, let this country revert to slave, to enslavement. And I, I, I'm sorry, I'm not going to say slavery because they have put it in, in our children's history books that, that our ancestors came here to help. It literally printed it like that. Came here to help. Came here to help who? I don't think, you know, so we need to say enslavement. Because I want everybody to think about it. There was there were people that participated in it, and Tyler Perry told you on that stage. It's like uh, that where his studio is today. Um, you know, it was an army base. I grew up as a, with it as an army base. I grew up right on the outside of that gate. Okay, every day, hurry taps and what is it? Taps in the morning, taps at night. Watch those soldiers come and go. I I saw the apartheid that took place within our military forces. I saw the diversity that came about. I witnessed all, I witnessed a lot of that. I went to, you know, it was part of the community. You know, it's like, I've always, I always lived near base. Hell, my son is military, right? So there's certain things, there's certain things I'm not going to talk about. And he probably went like, okay, mom, move on. Right. But I'm just saying that it's interesting that Tyler Perry leads with that. He said, and, 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 and there's some reaction to some of the things he said, like particularly the communities having to say, you know, calling the, the poorest communities. People are concerned about the speech because it could fuel, it could fuel. Um, the, in fact, there's this, the divide going on now with gentrification. Atlanta's trying to grapple with gentrification, but we, and we, Y'all, that's a whole other conversation. Let me not, I don't want to go down that route. But there are those, and I posted about this too. If you go in and check out the story on the on Ava and the Central Park Five, you'll see the one before that. We talked about there were some concerns in one of the Facebook groups that particularly talk about the vanishing Black Atlanta, moderated by historian Skip Gates. That's Skip Gates. Oh my God. Skip. Wait a minute. Now I can't even remember his name. Y'all, I'm so bad with this. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, let me get Skip's name. I, I'm trying to do better because y'all know I I don't be dropping these names, but on some things 
I need to let me let me get Skip's name. I I did a search for him yesterday. Hold on, let me get this. Let me search this group because I want y'all to know what I'm talking about. Hold on, Skip. Let's skip last name. Mason. Okay. Thank God I can search y'all. Skip Mason is a historian, and he created a Facebook group a long time ago. If you want to know, and you should want to know, if you if you plan on moving and relocating to Atlanta, as most of y'all still are, uh, or if you are here, I don't care how long you've been here, um, go and check out this group because there's discussion. So when when Tyler um, gave his speech and he said, you know, he his properties are located in some of the poorest communities and Tyler Tyler pretty much live apparently I keep hearing Tyler live down the street here somewhere uh and, and I ain't on that level I'm just saying he lived down the street here somewhere but they already they already said the billionaires were coming so the rest of us gonna have to move on to Alabama because the billionaires are coming um but Tyler, Tyler saying that his properties were located in some of the poorest communities um that having to have that kind of designation put on a community that is full well within a struggle of gentrification. Uh, and probably even prior to gentrification, because I don't know why they call it a gentrification. Cause to me, it's kind of a buyback because it was a community that went to in, went through integration. So how are you going to call it gentrification? Because it's basically a buyback, right? It's literally a buyback. Um, and so forth. And same way you, and this is the thing, this is why I say the duplicity or that we live with is like, you will tell black people to go back and buy their communities. You think, you think, uh, I don't really want to say white people. You think white people, what if white people were to have that conversation? Now I know y'all go ahead and inbox me, email me the buzz at dryerbus.com. Call me five, three, zero, three, two, four buzz. All that information is in my profile. How is it? How is it? We can tell black people to go back and buy up your community. But then when you, you tell white people, go back and buy up your community. You're like, wait, black people still live there. I'm just saying, y'all, we got to learn how to do this thing. Right. We got to learn how to do, cause that's literally like what's happening because we moved to that neighborhood like in the sixties. Okay. And I remember, wait, I was like three years old and I was like, wait, okay. So this whole, they're going to be tossing around this N word like this. You know, is this what, is this what we integrate into? Right. I got to come out the house every day and see this man, this white man across the street staring us down, you know, and these for sale signs going up and wait, we don't want to like, we don't want to go back to, can we go back to, can we go back to the old neighborhood? Like, really, this is the thing. And then on top of that, oh, wait, we only gonna, we only gonna have a, a good neighborhood for two decades, if not just one, you know, it's like all this time thing. Like, can we, can, and when I was watching, in the group, because I was like, don't post, wait three days. Well, I'm on my way three days, and I'm uh, 24 hours into this and speaking on it, right? For, am I 48 hours? Are we 48 hours? Since, how long are we since the BET? Are we 48 hours yet? I think it was Sunday. Okay, so we can talk about we 48 hours, and then tomorrow we're going to have full-on clarity, okay? I'm just, I, I just, like, want us to be truthful about it. I want us to be involved with it. I want us to have a healthy conversation, because this thing seems to be going on always and forever, Right. And if we're talking about true freedom, those are all the words that I have written down in our in our infographic today, our word cloud. If we're talking about true freedom, if we're talking about what's being suppressed here, truth is being uh oh, truth right there. There we go. Truth is being suppressed. We are not 
we're not being equitable. Uh-oh. Okay, I have to stop talking so I can spell. We're not being equitable in this conversation. And so I'm watching. Some told me, Lana, don't say that. Just read these comments. Because somebody, after hearing Tyler Perry stand on that national stage, pretty much, it's BET is an international stage. If y'all weren't didn't watch the promos while it the, the show was on, the commercials said w- the place to watch black culture. Black people... Don't say black all the time. I'm going to my black cousin's house. I'm going to check out. I'm going to see my black mama. I'm going over. I'm going to lunch with my black daddy. I'm going to my. You know. I'm. I'm back. You know. We we say a lot of stuff like why I'm. I was driving wild black and this. We were watching the BET Awards wild black. We don't say. We don't say. We say watch culture. That's what we said. We call it, we just say watch culture. But I noticed the promos kept saying watch black culture. Watch black culture. So I tweeted. I literally said, I think I put it on Facebook because, you know, I always post to Facebook. It goes to Twitter, right? And I posted to Facebook and then I go over to Twitter and had a conversation with people who like go back and forth, right? So I posted. I'm like, wait a minute. Um, what's, what did they, why do they keep saying watch black culture? Are they talking to the culture vultures, right? Is this an, or are we the true? Or are we the target? We wouldn't be the target of an ad that says something black, because we don't. We that's like talking in third person. To me, it is, right? So I was like, wait a minute. And the first person to respond to me said, "Well, I watch BET for the coach for something, right?" And I was like, exactly, because you're not black. So you were the target of that promo. So that tells me, and I know Nielsen, because Nielsen, Nielsen has said, Nielsen took a whole bunch of bloggers to lunch one time. Nielsen, the Nielsen rating people, they took a whole bunch of bloggers to lunch one time. They was like, listen, y'all need to go and tell people to stop getting mad at the Nielsen because the ratings show that pe- non-black people watch black culture more than black people because we black. We don't need to see it that much. We see it every day, all day, right? It, but see, y'all, we've got to learn how to have a healthy conversation. When you, can have, when you can begin to have a healthy conversation, when you can begin to stop suppressing all that stuff that's going on in your mind, you can get out of bed. You can get, I can get out of bed. I can go get out of bed now and go and, and sit down with the scholar and talk about us heading into this election. That part is on the other, on the other in part one that we got interrupted. And hopefully I can go do that. Um, always and forever. All we talked about, started off top to the bottom, always forever, always and forever, healthy, involved, suppression, freedom, truth, equitable. We have got to get to the point where we can have some equitable conversations. I hope I'm using it. If that, if that ain't the right word, my grandma people hit me up. What were it? Because we're talking about equality, equity, all of those things. We're talking about making if you are if you say black people need to go back and invest in their communities, does that but then you saying white people can't go back and invest in their communities? And Asians and Italians and Greeks and all those other things. I don't even know how this thing lined up. We so confused on this thing. Deep breath. Deep breath. On that note, y'all, I'm gonna get ready to get out of here because I'm like I'm I done confused myself trying to get all this truth out of me. 
in this one sitting. I'm I'm because I'm I'm not understanding. And but go over there if you are not a part of this and you have any kind of ties to Atlanta. Um, Skip might let you in. He might let you into the group. Um, it is heavily moderated as well as should be, but it's called Skip Mason's uh, Vanishing. Vanishing Black Atlanta. It is, and I know we just I just said that right, but it is. Let me see if I can go. Let me see what the top one is. I'm just gonna see what the top discussion is. Okay, and it is. It is that discussion. Here's what somebody posted, in case you can't find it. SK Skip won't let you in because y'all probably going to flock over there. But it says, uh, fact check, please, because I'm not a native. On the 2019 BET Awards, Tyler Perry said he built his studio in one of the poorest neighborhoods in Atlanta. And nobody wanted to hear that, right? Not sure if he was referring to the Continental Colony location or... The new one at Fort McPherson. Have these neighborhoods always been poor or is it a recent development? Last question. Let me expand it here. Have the neighborhoods experienced a direct economic improvement as a result of Mr. Perry's presence? I am looking for accuracy. For the record, I admire what Mr. Perry has done for black for the black film industry. Now, notice she didn't say industry; she said black film. And, and I don't know if it's a he or she. I'm looking at a picture with kids, um, a, a profile picture, um, and by the name I can't tell. I admire what Mr. Perry has done for the black film industry. He is a marketing genius. Now, the problem that people have had and continue to have, always and forever. With Tyler Perry and the mark is the is the marketing because he is a gentleman who believes wholeheartedly in his own PR, in his own marketing, and he's always and this is men, men in general, men in general uh, will put out a narrative. He sticks to the narrative. He sticks to the narrative. One of the reasons that I decided to get out of community organizing was simply because in order to do the work that needs to get done, you have to, you have to go to the, the lowest denominator of how we have to declare those by which we're wanting to serve. And so it was very difficult. I used to work with the young people in these communities, making sure that there was um, business in- involvement, parental involvement, community involvement, school involvement, making sure that all these different sectors of our community were connected, that nobody came into the community and just took, took, took. That if you came into the community or if you were in the community, you needed to be a stakeholder in the community. I spent 20 plus years, raised my kids, like I said, right there where, well, no, nah, I didn't raise them there. We, we, we left. I'm sorry, yeah, we left. Um, Started out, I started my family right there outside the gates of Fort McPherson. I grew up there, right? 30311, I'm just saying, right? Grew up also in 30318. 30311, 30318, uh, those who could integrate it into 30311, right? Okay, so there's a buyback, there's a 30311 buyback happening. Some people want to call it gentrification. It's very simply a buyback that happened with integration okay they're coming back right <laughs> okay 
and not all, and it's not just one one particular ethnicity that's coming back uh, because clearly the billionaire is black, as he said. The one need, the need one is all pretty much owned and and driven by the progress of one Negro, uh, as 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 Tyler said at the thing. But people are asking for clarity, and because it's really hard, it's, it stings like a bee. I said, and it, it hurts to hear that. Um, when you talk about one of the poorest neighborhoods, and it is it is difficult uh, to see that because it was a community of scholars, hardworking people uh, in the shadows of downtown. I mean, pretty much, if you depending on how many miles you could walk, literally a hop, skip, and a jump uh, into into downtown Atlanta, and uh, it just it it just makes no sense. What the, and I understand, and I, I'm not gonna suppress. The fact that there was supremacy things that went on, redlining that went on. Um, I I've watched people the same development that's now taking place. I I know people uh, personally that had those plans and tried to get funding and 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 tried to pull the community together. Had meetings upon meetings upon meetings. Guys, this is what we need to do to our community. And I'm sorry. They couldn't get it together. First of all, yeah, they couldn't go and borrow the billions of dollars. Ain't nobody just like signed off on stuff. Oh, yeah, put, let them have this, that, and the other, right? They, they couldn't get the funding. They couldn't get it. But, yeah, at the same time, there were resources. There were resources. That, it was, so it was like a double-edged sword. There were resources that they couldn't work their out. Like they couldn't get beyond some of the systemic stuff that goes on within us eternally, internally as well as outwardly. Right. We couldn't get and I'm, I'm going to say we because I'm like, y'all, I don't know how hard it was trying to work on things uh, within 303.11. It was very, very difficult. I'm grabbing my my both sides of my brain as I say this because it was exhausting. It was exhausting. And I'm like, OK, I, I'm done. I can't. I'm, I'm like literally like I'm done. You know, I've got I've, I'm trying to raise kids here. OK. The gangster, you know, showing up. To the, to the meeting, like, listen, I want to have this kind of business in this neighborhood, and I'm going to give y'all this money, and y'all going to do this, and I'm like, no, no, <laughs> I'm just saying, so it's more to it than supremacy, it's more to it than redlining, it's more to it, like, you know, you want to build this, that, and the other, and it's like the only money coming to the table is like, it ain't, wait, wait, this ain't, this, this ain't legit. You know, it's like, dude, we can't do this. We can't, I'm just saying, you know, we can't raise kids in the midst of this stuff going on. It's like, no. So it's a lot, y'all. It's a lot. And I don't know if y'all, if you're not a native of Atlanta, you have no idea what I'm talking about. And I sound absolutely crazy, but it is what it is. But guess what? It's not just Atlanta. It's always and it's forever. It's always and it's forever. But we've got to have a healthy conversation about it. Uh, I'm not coming to any more of those meetings. I'm not facilitating any more of those meetings. I ain't, I'm not doing it. I'm not. Doing, I'm just going to write about it. I'm, I'm over here watching. I see y'all. And in fact, uh, one group is probably live streaming right now because they meet every Monday morning over there. I, I hope, I think they're still meeting at 30311. There's one in 30311. There's one that takes place every two weeks over there in 30318. Um, there's one that meets every Tuesday. There's one that meets every Wednesday. There's meetings upon meetings and meetings. They've been happening for the last 50 years. 
And uh, in fact, I just saw I just saw a gentleman last week. Um, I'm like, come on. He was like, where you been? I'm not coming. I'm not. No. Mm 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 Unbothered. Hashtag unbothered. Doesn't mean I'm not bothered by it. It means now I have a choice. It means now I'm trying to enjoy my freedom. Um, cause I'm not, cause I'm not about suppressing. I, I'm not, I'm not suppressing this stuff. No more. It makes you unhealthy. Suppression leads to nothing but being unhealthy, y'all. And this is the thing: when you ask for clarity, and you ask the natives what's happening, yeah, it, it to hear Tyler Perry stand on that stage and say one of the poorest neighborhood when one we know it was a community that once upon a time brought forth some of the greatest in our nation, the greatest in our nation. And to see um, what happened in the 90s, uh, I think the ni- I think a lot of what's going on in the 90s, and I mean particularly in the 90s, but we survived that too. Always and forever, we survived. Um, so the thing we can do now is, is take part, is take part, try to take part in this thing. All right, guys, you know we do have some support for these podcasts. And I want to thank you guys so much for listening in. I'm going to get ready to get out of here. And go and start today. I've got to get ready to head into the city so I can talk some politics with the scholars. And did I just say I wasn't coming to the table now? Here I am. I got to go talk about this thing. Oh, Lord Jesus. On the large, well, no, this platform is larger, but I got to go talk about it. Um, <laughs> my, my supporters are probably like, wait, you're going to uh, shout us out. But thanks again. Let me just uh, let you know we do have some support with Natural Soul by Zakia, naturalsoulbyzakia.com. Uh, it is summer, and those that are traveling should be traveling with their travel size natural soap, which you can order. You can get the, the sample travel size, uh, which is going to allow you to experience four of her amazing creations until you decide what's going to be your favorite soap. Just go to naturalsoapbyzakia.com. Use your discount code, uh, Dryer Buzz, Dryer Buzz. And for those of you that have great stories, uh, if if listen, you, you, you want to get your inner Ava DuVernay on, DuVernay, your A, say it y'all, your inner Ava on, um, and you've got the next best, best publication, maybe it's even a script, maybe you want to translate, there's an association for writers, there's a soci- an association for writers and those that are publishing, all my teachers, y'all are out on break, y'all are trying to crank your stuff out before you have to go back, I know everybody's, I just got hit up the other day for a fundraiser for those book bags. People already trying to get these kids back in school. Listen, go and get, if you've got a book, you need to get on this. The Three City Tour is happening. The uh, AIB, excuse me, AIB Talks is happening. That's where authors are being interviewed. And we are right now in the midst, y'all, of all of the uh, national book festivals. So if you want to, if you are, are, you need to be seen, you need to go get with AIB Talks. All right. Also, if you are out there trying to master social media, go and look for this flyer. And for those of you that are in a live environment, you see the flyer on your screen. Look for the flyer because we have launched a series of social media clinics, social media clinics, and I post it. Let me see if I can jump back onto it and read this. I got to get to some of the scripted stuff because my mind is getting where I cannot remember. And going back over here on this platform, let me see 
if I can tell you what I said. All right, I said help with social media is just a call away. So are after-conference clinics. These are after-conference clinics and consulting with social media clinics presented by award-winning Dryer Buzz, created by an original digital blogger and influencer for businesses and organizations to increase brand awareness and leverage platforms to convert more customers and in users that means turning your followers into lifetime customers all you got to do is call for more buzz 530-324-BUZZ write that down 530-324-BUZZ or you can book right now just go to askdryerbuzz.com and on that note guys we're going to be out and remember this was in two parts uh, if you are going to look for us on social media you're going to need to look for part one and part two if you're catching it on the podcast platform i'm gonna hook these two back together turn them immediately into a podcast you want to know how to do that go to the clinic go to the content clinic but i'm gonna it's gonna immediately as soon as i hit this button it's gonna turn into a podcast with just a few more steps and then you can listen on the go if you like more just scroll back scroll forward there's more in the timeline where you are listening and I'm Yolanda at Dryer Buzz, and I don't suppress very much. We give you always and forever a healthy conversation, telling you how to get involved, stop suppressing, so that you can truly live a life of freedom with truth and equity. Equitable life, y'all. I'm telling you. bring Get it off the screen, Yolanda. Equitable Life, I just need you to do me one more favor so that we can continue to bring you more buzz. And that is... Go now to DryerBuzz.com and follow at DryerBuzz on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. It's all about the buzz.